Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's time for Dirt and Sprig. We have a trophy here that we're going to present. It's the World Championship Trophy, and it goes to the world champion, Portland Trailblazers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. You're going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The Ducks have the ball! Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wayne's going to score! Kenny Wayne's going to score! 20! Touchdown! And Brendan Sprague. Smith hands to Simonton. Simonton around the corner. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Lillard, long range three. Ah! It's good! At the pressure! Lillard! Are you kidding me? The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2. Dirt is back in. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Is it? I mean, I'm going to miss the sunshine like hell, but it is good to be back. I, I, after, I don't know how many days it takes you guys, like no matter how much I love a place that I'm on vacation, after a certain amount of days or nights, I, I just need to get back to my house. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like not sleeping in your own bed, the temperature's off, like it just it throws you off, you know? Nobody on this show understands what it's like <laughs> to not sleep in your own bed for over a week. Nobody. Nobody's ever been there before. No, nobody's ever experienced that. So it's very, uh, pa- it's very painful. If you have to go uh, through 11 it. 11 days and counting. Look forward to getting back in your own bed. I don't think you're going to be back at your house until after your next trip. Which I know. Which is at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a long COVID strain. I, I guess, just, yeah, long COVID going on. now. That's a lot of COVID. Uh, Fan Madness is going to be Thursday, Friday, presented by Laura Wood out at uh, Stadium Sports Bar. Alene. Uh, Danny and Dusty, except I don't think Danny's going to be there. So Dusty and then Primetime with Isaac Atsuko broadcast live uh, both days as you can watch the games and enjoy. Swag, I, I, it says, you know, more info at 1080thefan.com, but I don't think my question is answered at 1080thefan.com. Okay. Um, what time is the actual setup for Fan Madness? Is, are, we, are we saying it starts at noon? 
9 a.m.? The are we, what first are we saying? game tips off at 9.15. I, I know what time the first game is. I what haven't does... been delivered any direct information from the people in charge of operating said setup, so I cannot help you with details. Well, we're yeah. doing a morning show live from a gym. On I Wednesday. didn't know anything about that either. But we're, so, we're not doing clearly our Clearly, as the executive producer of this station, I'm a valued member, and my input is much necessary in order to make sure yeah. everything is coordinated. So, But we're not yeah. doing a live show at a 24-7 sports book for March Madness at a 1080 The Fan event. Apparently not. Okay. No. All no. right. I just wanted to confirm that because there's a lot of questions I have and no answers to them. Uh, and then the next week, we'll be out at X-Golf Tualatin in Vancouver on the 23rd and 24th. This one, I do know, from noon to 7. Hey. Yes. The other one doesn't say a time. And I'll be there with my golf my golf clubs. Well, the, the I'm going to go play. Where should I play? What course should we play? Oh. Want to play Pebble? Ah, Pebble kicked my ass mm. one St. Andrews? Should we do St. Andrews? Yeah, I just played St. Andrews. Do they got Augusta on those bastards? Can no. you play Augusta? No, no, I don't think so. Augusta's the Michael Jordan of video games. They can't basically said you can't get us. Yeah, they're, they're their thing. own thing. You've yeah. got to get a license directly uh, with uh, with the Green Jackets. Well, I need this answer because if I can't go to a a right after the show, I don't know if I'm going to drive to Damascus, exactly. my house, and then drive to a a All right. And then drive I back to I think we just house. tell our listeners to meet us out there shortly after the show. Because I need to go. I want to go place a bet on who's going to win. I'm going to lose it. But I want to place a bet on who's going to win the, a team that's going to win the national title. And so I need to go out there to do it. And we need to, we need to know a time for people to meet up with us. But when you argue they don't want. Uh, us and our listeners out there because we're not a part of the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, in the later shows. We'll see you out there. In the oh, later yeah. shows. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, no, the later. morning yeah. show, no, not at a sports book. How dare you? Go to hey, a gym, though, on to? Wednesday. Give away shirts and towels on Wednesday. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Uh, we have a lot to get to in the second hour. Angie Machado is going to join us with VibraBlitz.com. We'll get her thoughts on how spring football has looked. I've seen a lot and read a lot. I haven't seen as many highlights on DJ, and I don't know if I should be concerned about that or if they're just, like, withholding the information. I saw you pitching a 10 over Aiden Child's highlights, though. Oh, did you see that throw? <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love. He might win the starting <laughs> job. I, I love how we make fun of this come draft combine time and then love it when it's our guy in college. Oh, it's not the same thing as Of course it's not. Zach oh. Wilson makes an incredible throw in shorts and we make fun of it. Yeah. But when our guy in college does it, come I mean, on. come on. It's the greatest thing of all time. He did it with shoulder pads. That's different than doing it in shorts <laughs> in the t-shirt. Come on. Against one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. I mean, come on. Uh, how do you not... How you not get over your skis for this? I love it, dude. I can't wait. Look, speaking of fandom that can be absolutely insane, I, I want to know, you might be saying today, guys, are we really doing two segments on the Blazers at this point? I understand it. I had Friday, I also had somebody tell me I didn't do enough Blazer talk. So I'm stuck <laughs> in between a rock and a hard place right here. <laughs> I just want to know, like, can we get in the trust tree here? I was doing a live watch party with Meringue on the game yesterday. And I saw some comments in the chat, and some of these people listen to our radio show, and they listen to 1080 The Fan, which I I greatly appreciate. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. We're not going to make the mistake as a fan base to be way all in on the young player, we can't trade him thing this year. This is the year where we're all throwing it out the window, right? Because I saw a couple comments. Ant came back against Philly. He had a, a terrific basketball game. Great game. Not so much a great game against New Orleans, but I saw a little bit of the chat. The Philadelphia game proves why we'd be dumb to trade him. I saw that a few times, and I thought, yeah, we cannot be there this year. We we got to be done with this. There There is not a player outside of Damian Lillard 
who we shouldn't be looking to trade. I don't even care if they trade Jeremy Grant at this point. If it nets you a Pascal Siakam, a Joel Embiid, a pie-in-the-sky name, yeah. everybody's on the table, right? Those fans are always going to exist, and there's nothing that you can do to change their mind. And it's a Jermaine O'Neal syndrome that has existed in this market for 20, 30 years, right? Like, we've been dealing with that forever. Where We can't give up on our—we can't trade Zach Collins. He's a franchise cornerstone. We can't, can't trade C.J. McCollum. He's a great young player, and he pairs well. Him and Dame are good friends. Like, we do this over and over and over again. Those fans will never change their mind. That's fine. There's only one person who has to have not have that mindset. <laughs> And that one person is Joe Cronin. And I don't think he does have that mindset. And and I think that's where some of the trauma exists for the other segment of Blazer fans that I think are more rational of saying, hey, like these guys are good young players, but they're not going to be the difference between you winning or losing. And if they can net you something better in return, please, for the love of God, pull the trigger on that trade. But we're still traumatized from the last guy being unwilling to trade those pieces and holding on to those pieces way too long. And you could have traded Zach Collins early on in his career and probably got something for him. Now he's a washed-up dude in San Antonio that I don't even know if was he played 10 minutes tonight. I don't know what Zach Collins is doing. He gets more minutes than He's going to be out of the league in three years. He's getting in fake fights. He's not going to be out of the league in three years. The guy's irrelevant. He's irrelevant in the NBA. And we had the chance to trade him. He was a lottery pick of like, hey, maybe there's something there. We held on to him too long. We shouldn't have drafted him. No, (laughs) we traded three first-round picks, or I guess two, to move up to go get Zach Collins in that spot. It was a horrendous deal, right? But we don't need to relitigate that. Well, we just did. Sure. Still trauma, okay? It's going to take a while for those wounds to heal. The, the point is, those fans will always exist. If, you, if you're if you of that mindset, I would love a chance to sit down and talk with you and tell you that you're wrong, uh, but I probably won't be able to convince you otherwise. The, the main thing that you can accomplish here in the next 14 games, outside of losing all 14 of them, which should undoubtedly be your goal, is to showcase your younger players. Like, Shaden Sharp should be playing 35 minutes a night the rest of the season. If he's not, that's coaching malpractice. Well, there's a lot of that kind of going on. There is. The team, I mean, it appeared they quit on their coach uh, yesterday, but, you know, whatever. The Chauncey thing, I, he's not going to get fired this offseason, and and it's. I think that's stupid, but there are some people out there that still want to defend Chauncey Billups. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's I, become very unlikable for a lot of fans. He's kind of become the, the punching bag of the season, Chauncey. A lot of noise on Chauncey Billups on the social media. The coach is always the scapegoat, which is dumb for the most part because in the NBA it's about roster construction and talent. It's it's one of the few sports where coaching I don't think matters that much. And I, I think there's a million examples to point to. What was Steve Kerr with Golden State when Steph Curry was out of the lineup? Was he winning an NBA champion? I mean, What's Greg Popovich been the last five years since Kawhi Leonard left? Yeah, dude's one of the. I mean, they're one of the worst franchises in the league. Golden State has seven road wins. Seven they have the road same wins. record as the Pistons on the road. <laughs> like talent matters in the NBA. Like, sure, you can get to a big situation in a late game where you got to drop an out of bounds play. Outside of that, it's hey, you go one on one and go score. You go run the pick and roll and you score. Like you're going to carry this team. You're going to carry this franchise. I don't want to scapegoat Chauncey Billups, but if he's not going to play, like Shaden Sharp only playing 22 minutes yesterday. Somebody explain that to me. He didn't play until really late in the second half, and I know this because when I logged off of the live watch, he would only at seven minutes. When he finished the game, he was at 22. Like, what? What? I, I, yeah. What are we doing? I... I don't, I, and I, Shane Sharp's a great young player. Yeah. If he's around in Portland for a long time, awesome. If we trade him this offseason, that's great, because I think that means we made an all-in move. But this is like like he he had 14 points in 22 minutes. Yeah. He had a good night. Now New Orleans wasn't doing anything because they were up by 85 points in the fourth quarter. But these are moments where you continue to showcase him to move him potentially yeah. in the offseason. Playing in 22 minutes is ridiculously dumb. Well, yeah, unfortunately for them, it's it's at the skids. And you know, you said at the end of the I I I'll say this: I don't think that they're even going to sit him. Dame's going to pick and choose. It feels like Dame kind of knows that this season's 
over, I don't think Dame's going to sit at any one point. You said, you know, you step in at some point, you say, hey, man, thanks, but it's time to sit. I don't think you can operate that way. I think as an organization, you have to let him choose to do what he wants to do. And if he wants to sit for a game that he knows they're probably going to lose or they're so separated in in the play-in, so be it. But he wants to play. You're not a good team. You, you can lose most. Go look at their schedule. They're not going to win a lot of these games. I, I said I thought they'd win five of the last 20. I don't even know if I see five wins. And so you play the schedule game. They're just not a good basketball team. And even in the t- times that they play well, they blow leads. Look at Philadelphia Friday. You should have won that game. You didn't. So, like, I, I don't think that the team – the, the team failed him very badly the last three, four years, I think, personally. Following the Western Conference run, I think this organization has failed him. You do not have the say, or I even think the the backing or the grounding to say, do this, do this, do this. I think you basically go to him and you say, do what you want. Yeah, I just hope you're presenting him all the options. And one of those oh. options is here. what is best for this organization long-term is to get the best odds in the NBA lottery this offseason. But he, yeah, and, but that's my point is I don't think him playing changes your odds. It probably doesn't. He can score 40 and they're losing these games. They, sure. He scored 40 in one of their last home games for their trip. And they lost. And they lost. Yeah. So it's like I, I kind of want him to go do his thing. It's the one <laughs> saving great. If you do what you want to do, you don't watch any games the rest of the year. Because because if it was your choice, you'd sit everybody. I would, and you'd lose these games and lose fourteen games in a row. There'd be no reason to watch. At least he's a reason to watch. It doesn't mean it's a great thing, but at least he's a reason. Because outside of that, we don't have a whole lot here. I don't need a reason to watch in the next okay. few weeks. Right. You're, you're I, I am. You're I am done. viewing you're the. Done. We need to take the long term approach here. Like I, I like we had a listener that texted in, and and again, I hate to relitigate the past, but they had the year where they were headed for a top five pick. They picked up Nurkic. They ended up making the playoffs as an eight seed. They would have had a great chance at a top five pick and an opportunity to draft Jason Tatum. That I, year. I'm, I'm yes. And instead, we yeah. got Nurkic. We got Nurk fever. We did the same thing Blazer fans always do. We got all excited. Why? Well, could this be the year at eight beats a one? I don't know. Golden State. We got if Nurkic was healthy in that series. We like no, that team wasn't good. Nurkic is a, was an okay player that year, but you would have had a chance to change the trajectory of your franchise for the next 10 to 15 years, and you have that opportunity in the next three weeks. These 14 games don't matter. I don't need a reason to watch. I'm going to tune in and hope that they lose every single one of them, but we need to take the long-term approach and not look at, well, I really want to watch that game against Chicago on March 24th. What am I going to do that night if they lose by 30? I don't care. I'll watch. You want me to watch the entire thing? I'll watch the entire thing. Just please, for the love of God, lose every game left on your schedule. Uh, huge trade that happened we haven't talked about it we get to that next dirt and spray on the fan selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system wherever and whatever you're selling shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We have a lot we haven't gotten to today so far. Angie Machado of VivaBlitz.com is going to join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Check in with Oregon State Spring Football as they, uh, they're underway about a week now. But uh, I had a big trade on Friday afternoon happened, so I wasn't on the air. And uh, the Bears finally moved off the number one pick in the draft. They traded for, just recap real quick, traded to Carolina. Uh, Carolina gets the number one overall pick, and the Bears will get wide receiver DJ Moore, the ninth overall pick this year, the second round selection, number 61 overall this year, a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, DJ Moore is on the first year of a three-year deal, $61 million guaranteed. hey uh, So Chicago picks up a uh, target for Justin Fields. They move down in the draft to nine. And I read Peter King's piece last night. He's releasing these more at nighttime than he is in the morning. And he and many other reporters are throwing out this Carolina isn't even convinced who they're going to take, <laughs> and they might end up trading this pick. <laughs> Are you buying funny. the narrative that's being floated by these media reporters, which is clearly being leaked by Carolina, that they're willing to trade this pick? <laughs> this is going to be like a new TLC show, flip the number one overall pick. They're going to you know, spruce it up a little bit, add some new paint, maybe fix up a bathroom, and well, let's trade it to somebody else. They gave up <laughs> one of the best receivers and four <laughs> picks to then trade the pick? I don't understand the logic there. I don't 
don't think I'm buying that. I, I That, to me, reeks of a media report of, hey, if somebody wants to blow our skirt up, maybe we'll trade you if you give us three number one picks or something like that. But I actually love this trade for both sides. I was incredibly relieved that Chicago is appears sticking with Justin Fields. I thought his play last year merited that. Um, the passing numbers are not there yet. I get it. But he also was playing on arguably the worst football team in the entire National Football League. And basically without his running, they had no semblance of an offense. He had nobody to throw to. His offensive line was one of the worst, if not the worst, in the entire NFL. He was running for his life. Like, you need a lot of pieces in order to improve it. And what you just accomplished was you picked up one of the more underrated wide receivers in the entire NFL. That if DJ Moore played for the Rams, the 49ers, the you know, Packers, insert these big teams with good quarterbacks, we would talk way more about DJ Moore. But he is like 400-yard total away from having five straight thousand yard seasons this dude is an absolute stud and as you just pointed out just signed a new contract so there you go you check a box of the offseason we just got him a, a number one wide receiver there you go number one goal accomplished now you go about okay how do we improve his offensive line how do we make sure he is a little upright where we can run the football maybe we improve defense like you got a million needs in Chicago when you needed more picks to do it and trading Justin Fields and drafting another quarterback would have been idiotic because none of these guys in this draft are clear cut better than Justin Fields is. You can't argue that to me. So I'm really glad that Chicago did it. And on the flip side of it, for Carolina, I get the criticism of DJ Moore plus the picks maybe was a lot, but essentially they only gave up one first round pick in this trade because it's a swap for this year. So they're retaining a first round pick. They get the number one overall pick. They're trading next year's number one. Like That's not a ton of pick capital to go get the number one overall pick. And for a guy in Frank Reich and an organization in Carolina that's been now kicking the tires on these old, like, let's go get Sam Darnold. Let's go get Baker Mayfield. Like, that's not going to work. Frank Reich did it at the end in Indianapolis. Like, pick your guy. And I hope that's what Carolina does here. Like, identify. I would hope. It seems like C.J. Stroud is the odds-on favorite now in Vegas. There's some links between him and Frank Reich, and Carolina's liked him. Like, Like, you now have the pick of the litter. So do your evaluation, pick your franchise quarterback, and hope you hope you land the right player. But I actually really like this trade for both teams. Frank Reich has never coached a quarterback or had a quarterback that's below 6'2". So many people are scratching Bryce Young off the list that they just don't think yeah. Reich likes the short guy. Reich has been very complimentary for what it's worth of Bryce Young. But you mention it there. This is why I don't buy it. One, are you really going to get a better haul than what you just gave up? Probably not. I, I find With it a hard player to included as well. No, yeah, like who? Who's the team? If there's a team to trade up and give you a bigger haul, who's that team? Houston's at two. Yeah, Houston's the, guy is probably going to be. It seems like Bryce Young might be their dude. Could be. Yeah, I, I don't think Bryce Young's going to go to Carolina. And you mentioned it. Vegas is kind of screaming at us who they think is going to be the pick, and that is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud has not been, uh, according to the odds makers a favorite to be the number one pick. That's gone between basically Bryce Young and then Richardson post the combine. And as soon as this trade happened, the market shifted to where C.J. Stroud is not just a favorite. He's a pretty overwhelming favorite. It's minus 225. That's higher than any one point that Bryce Young was at or Anthony Richardson when they when he was briefly there. So it kind of feels like they made this move despite what they're saying. I just can't buy you're giving all this up to say, Hey, we're not sure, and come get it. Come get this pick. Like what? That doesn't compute in my brain. No. And so, unless I'll be way wrong, I think they're taking somebody, and they've identified it. And Vegas is kind of screaming to us. It's C.J. Stroud, which maybe that's the right pick. It's been kind of odd that he's not really been in that conversation the way Bryce Young was and Anthony Richardson was after his combine workout. But maybe that's what the odds makers are telling us. 
And Carolina told us with the trade that they made. I did crack up. Do you see Nick Saban's comments on quarterbacks last week? Did you talk about that at all? I didn't talk about it. I saw it on Friday. <laughs> it was basically like he he was a winner and he did everything well, basically, the right way. He and... was trying to throw cold water on Anthony Richardson because he became the trend. This was before the number one pick got traded. Richardson was kind of trending in that direction. And he basically said, well, how many times do we need to see these six foot four, 225-pound guys that have low completion percentages? <laughs> they can't make it in the NFL. When missing the obvious point of how many times do we have to see under six foot quarterbacks, especially from Alabama? When was it like two was the, the most successful you got? Well, I guess Hurts technically counts, but he ended up, you benched him and he had to transfer to Oklahoma. So both schools claim him. Like how many times do we need to see the small quarterback fail in the NFL? Like he tried to go the opposite and have this theory of big quarterbacks who can't complete passes won't work in the NFL. I'm with you. I have a, it, this reeks of CJ Stroud going number one overall. Houston's likely going to take Bryce Young at number two. And then it gets interesting to somebody want to trade up. Arizona's at three. They're not going to take a quarterback. So maybe somebody wants to jump up in that spot. Indy's probably going to take one at four. Yeah. So maybe they want to move up one spot and trade a future Indy second. said they don't want to move. And they, they don't want to feel pressured to move. And, and that could be because they like a guy like Anthony Richardson and they think he's going to be sitting there at four. So, you know, it doesn't seem like he's an overwhelming favorite now to be the number one overall pick anymore. But I just, if I'm Carolina, like, I'm glad you grabbed the bull by the horns. Like, go find your guy. You're not going to sit at number nine, wait around. Is there a franchise guy there? Is there a guy dropping in the draft boards? Like, you, you like somebody in this draft? Go trade up to number one overall. Go get your guy and now build your organization around him. We had another trade in the NFL this weekend. We'll get to that coming up. But up next, Angie Machado covers Oregon State football for BeaverBlitz.com. The owner and editor and publisher of the website will check in. Oregon State spring football has gotten underway. We'll check and see how that's going in Corvallis. Angie Machado's next. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Monday, and let's talk some spring football down in Corvallis, shall we? My co-host is getting all hot and bothered watching highlights of practice and throws that are being made by Aiden Childs. Did you see that throw, though? <laughs> I mean, my God. He's getting a little too excited, a <laughs> little too excited. But, hey, let's talk about it. Everybody's fired up for Beaver football for the upcoming year off of their 10-1 season. Joining us now is our good friend Angie Machado at Angie Machado one on Twitter. We'll give her a follow, the owner of BeaverBlitz.com. Angie, good morning to you. How are you feeling? This has to be the most exciting spring football to cover, I'd imagine, in a long time for Oregon State. It, it is. And, and did you th- see that throw, as Brandon said? I mean, <laughs> I was there day one. Um, okay, when was the last time you guys, and, and Dirt, you might not know this, but I can't really recall the last time that an Oregon State quarterback could throw a 55-yard like post route and catch the receiver in stride. No stopping to turn around to get it or diving out to get it. Caught him in stride. I mean, crazy. So Aiden Childs won both days that I was that media was available to watch. And mm. Um, but then, you know, DJ Uyunglele and, you know, Ben Goldbranson's right there, too. I, I, I don't see him, you know, winning that spot. It, it is a two-man race right now, but um, wow, it, it's some exciting stuff right now in Corvallis. Uh, Angie, I, you know, I got excited about the throw, and I, I don't know what Jonathan Smith is evaluated so far early on in camp, but I, I saw the throw, and I feel like I've seen some audio clips put out by Jonathan and I've seen a little Aiden. I haven't seen a whole lot of DJ. Now, I, you know, I can follow the coverage with you guys, and you do an exceptional job. What has DJ looked like, and how is that going so far? He's the new guy in here, but he, he's also the former five-star quarterback, number one in his class. 
that surprisingly chose Oregon State without ever visiting the campus. So how has it looked so far early on? Well, first of all, he passes the eyeball test. So he's 6'4". When I looked at the roster, I didn't really believe it. 6'4", 251 is what he's listed at, but he carries that 250 really, really well. And just watching him throw the ball, it's effortless. He can throw the deep ball. He can make all the throws. Um, you know, I think for him, the, the biggest thing, just watching, and like I said, media was only allowed to go um, Tuesday and, and Thursday last week. They did practice Saturday, and I did hear DJ went with the ones on Saturday. So he was running with the second team um, Tuesday and Thursday. Just the timing wasn't quite there. You know, he was mm-hmm. overthrowing guys on Tuesday. He was underthrowing them a little bit on Thursday. Um, but definitely, I mean, the, the talent is there. He can move. He's, I, you know, you, you start looking at who's going to re- replace Coletto and some of those like goal line packages. And I mean, he, he passes the test. I mean, he, he's big, he's physical, um, and can throw just a beautiful ball. But, um, like I said, those first two days, Aiden Childs just was loose. You know, he's running with the third team and I guess, you know, at that level, you're just kind of like, let's just have fun. He danced <laughs> into the huddle and he was just having a, a good time. DJ, like I said, I all, all eyes are on him, so there's some pressure there, but um, obviously way less than what he was facing at Clemson. And and we asked Coach Lindgren about it, and you know he just said he just needs a little time to kind of to settle in, new group of receivers, new whole scheme. Um, but nobody seems really totally concerned just because he does have all the talent in the world. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to start. I like that phrase. He carries his weight well because I definitely don't carry my weight well. So I need to start <laughs> yeah, using I that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, like, like, here's my height. Here's my weight. Don't worry. I don't carry it well. But I, I totally see what you're saying because you see these guys and you hear the number. You're like, they weigh that much. And you see them. You're like, wow, okay, that, that, that's a lot of muscle. And I don't have that kind of muscle. Let me ask you about the other side of the ball, though. We're talking with Angie Machado uh, of BeaverBlitz.com because that was the, the focal point of the team last year was them defensively. And I think the exciting thing this year is like, hey, well, maybe they're going to be you know, exponentially better on the offensive side of the ball with the with a new quarterback in town, but the defense was so good. You're losing some people in the secondary. You got a linebacker transfer, a key player transfer at the linebacker position. So how are they feeling about replacing some of those guys? And just what, what are we seeing and hearing defensively from Oregon state this spring? Yeah. You know, that was actually probably my biggest concern going in because you basically lose that whole back end. You lose what three to both corners. You lose a safety um, and and the safety and Jaden Grant, who had been there for you know 58 years, um, <laughs> key leader. But and then you lose both starting middle linebackers. So um, yeah, I was I'm more concerned. I was concerned about that. Trent Bray doesn't seem super worried. Um, they brought in Tyrese Ivy, a, a junior a junior college corner, who first two days, man, you know he was ready to go, breaking breaking passes up. I mean, it was it was impressive to see where he was at being, you know, second, first and second day of, of spring camp with the system. You know, Katana Ladapo coming back is probably the biggest thing for that defense as a whole. Uh, inside linebacker, I'm actually excited about because I love Easton Mascarenas, and I actually thought he would get the start last year. Um, but Kyrie Fisher just kind of elevated his game so much that made him more of a, a reserve guy. But so you have Easton Mascarenas, one of the middle backers, um, and then it's going to be a, you know, who takes that second spot? Is it going to be John Miller, the local kid out of Tualatin? Uh, Micaiah Tung made the move from uh, wide receiver over to middle linebacker. So can he take that step up? You know, he showed that he isn't afraid to hit people on special teams. And obviously he comes from a great pedigree. His dad is one of the best Oregon State defenders to play. Um, so that's an interesting one. And then they brought in Mason Tufaga mm-hmm. from Utah. So, you know, that position is is interesting to see as well. But, you know, also then they have to get better in the pass rush. So there's some young guys they brought in, a couple of transfers. 
just haven't seen enough. I, we haven't seen them in pads yet, so I, I'm anxious to see what those guys can do once they get in pads. I think, Angie, that was the, where I was going to go. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they'll be able to sort that stuff out in the secondary. I, I, Ray Jean was unbelievable, great career. You, you wish Austin good luck. But like I, I think what you see in the secondary, I, I kind of trust that they're going to be able to sort that self out. You hit on the one area I'm most concerned on, just seeing Oregon State throughout the years. They take this big step forward last year, and they win 10. Uh, they were still seventh in the conference in sacks. And I know they got a kid from Wyoming. I, I'm curious, how has the pass rush looked? It's a pretty good offensive line that you get to rush against, so it's maybe a good barometer of where they're truly at. And that just kind of being area of concern, I maybe you can correct me, but I feel like as a unit, the pass rush for Oregon State has not been good or consistent really since Scott Crichton and Dylan Wynn. Like it's been a minute for them uh, getting to the quarterback and putting pressure on them. That's going to be a big part of them trying to win the conference this year. How do they look so far early on uh, in the pass rushing department? Yeah, I mean, I think Andrew Chatfield is, is primed to take that next step. I, I think we saw that in the game, uh, the Florida game, the bowl game. I think he kind of stepped it up a gear. Now, now I'm wait, waiting to see, will he do that? Will he continue to take a step? Because that was his old team. He had some extra motivation there going against Florida. But, you know, he's kind of the veteran guy that everybody's watching to see, will he do it? Um, yeah, you mentioned Olu. I'm going to butcher the name. Um, <laughs> that's why I, see, I didn't, show. Yeah, that's why I didn't <laughs> yeah. say it. I didn't want to butcher <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, who? he looks the part. Yeah. He's big. He's physical from Wyoming. They also brought in Nico Taylor um, from the Hutchinson Junior College in Kansas, so one of the top JUCOs in the, in the country. Um, you know, talking to, to guys around the, the program in the Valley Center, some of the, the staff members, they're really excited about those guys, and they actually do think this is a year that Oregon State can take that step because you're right, it's been a long time since we've seen a really solid uh, pass rush from the, from the team. And I, and I think Coach Bray knows that, too. He, they know they need to take that next step, um, especially with the back end, if they can get that figured out. You know, I'm a little more concerned than you are, Brandon, because I, it just seems, for whatever reason, Oregon State uh, corners seem to take extra time. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many first-year corners do we see really struggle in Oregon State system? So I'm really I'm, I'm hopeful mm-hmm. they'll get that sorted out. Um, they have a lot of athleticism, which I think is huge. I don't know if you saw some of the numbers, but Joe Sven just like demolished that Beaver Combine they did a week ago. So um, just fast and physical. But yeah, that that offensive or the outside linebacker I think is is going to be a big key this off season, and uh, we should see them Thursday go live in pads. So I'm excited to see what they can do. And and then you also up front just. I still haven't been thrilled with with the play at the you know at the tackle position and just in that line. So um, mm. I'm anxious to see. I think they did better last year, and I think with James Rawls back, that's huge. Sione Lalahea took a huge step. Joel Golden, but then I think you know all eyes are going to be on that freshman Kelsey Howard, um, big four star recruit out of Vegas. Who he is definitely bringing the the core Vegas, the Vegas to core Vegas because <laughs> the kid is he's got swagger for days. So um, I'm anxious to see him in pads and, and see what he can do as well. This is why I love spring football, because every team has those question marks and those, how hey, is this going to look? How's that going to look? And you kind of get that first glimpse, especially at some of these young guys who are on campus early. It's exciting. Down in Corvallis, the most excitement that fan base has had going at this time of year, uh, in a long time coming off a great year. Angie Machado, go give her a follow on Twitter, at Angie Machado, one owner of beaverblitz.com, where they cover the Beavers day in and day out better than anybody uh, locally. Angie, we always appreciate the time. Thanks for the insight and hopefully we can do this again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. There you go. Angie Machado. Good stuff. I, let, let's talk about your beeves, shall we? Yeah. Because I, I did, I, you know me, 
I'm I'm weirdly obsessed with spring football. I love spring football. I love talking about it. I'm excited for all these teams to get playing. D- DJ's not clicking quite yet. Mm. Are we? Is anything there? Is it spring football? Is it a dumb sports radio topic, or is there any actual <laughs> fear there? Because Aiden Childs is stealing headlines all over the place. The yeah. guy's a highlight machine, and the big time five star recruit that you got transferred in from Clemson hasn't quite hit yet. So let's talk a little about Oregon State as their spring football is underway. Uh, we'll do that next on the fam. All right, welcome back in seven forty nine on a Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. You're not going to do it. Not, not going to do it. It's not going to work. Not going to work. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're going to do. Where's the concern level? Yeah. 503. <laughs> uh, we do have uh, Snoop Dogg tickets to give away in the final hour of the show, so stay tuned for that. Snoop Doggy Dog is how, coming to Portland. How early is too early of an age to play the Chronic 2001 album for a kid? Snoop. Uh, how early? <laughs> like, what's the age where you go, eh, they probably shouldn't be listening to that album? What age are you in seventh grade? Uh, 13? 13. You it, turn 13? Thir- I think it, before 13. You go earlier than that? Wow. I think sixth grade's a little too early. <laughs> I was doing some cleaning, uh-huh. and uh, there was a song during the Creed movie that I saw on Friday night, and I'm like, you know, I haven't listened to that album in a minute. It's a great album. You listen to it start to finish. One of the greatest albums of all time. And I wanted to just listen to it and clean, and so my kids were around the house, and I <laughs> playing downstairs. I mean, there's a few. I think most of the songs are okay. There's a few songs on that album that I would eh, maybe maybe skip. There's literally a porn skit in there, and you have to you have to change it. But uh, (laughs) their old suburban white dad was just out there, just uh, singing along, rapping along to all the words and all lyrics. (laughs) And I'm probably not being a great parent right now. Oh, I love it. Um, so we'll give those away in the final hour of the show. No, I mean, look, spring fo- uh, spring practice just got underway down at Corvallis. Beaver fans are fired up. I saw you were throwing the Aiden Childs highlight all over Instagram. Like, rightfully so, dude. The kid's the highest rated you know quarterback commit in a long time. He's the future. And I think that's the best part for Oregon State right now is not only do you have a short-term excitement level and DJ coming to town, but you also landed what you believe to be this program, you know, changing quarterback for the future as well. And so you get a glimpse of both of them early on. And I'm not saying that anybody should be terrified or freaked out. It's like day three of spring practice. Uh, but I, there is, I think, a wonderment of, and a big question for me going into the season is, like, what is DJ going to be? Like, we saw two quarterbacks in the Northwest that their fan bases weren't overly excited for either of them. Neither of them had a ton of success at their previous school. They come to their new school, and they turn into Heisman contenders. Bo Nix from Auburn to Oregon, and Penix from Indiana to Washington. Oregon fan and Washington fan was not excited when those guys came to town, but they had a change of scenery, and it was exactly what they needed, and they popped and had these incredible years. And now when you look at Heisman odds for next season, they're two of the top, what, five guys to win the Heisman in the upcoming season. So I think there's a part of me that's like, well, why couldn't that happen? to DJ, but there's also a part of me that acknowledges like it doesn't always work that way, that just a change of scenery changes things. And again, day three, you shouldn't be freaked out. But I guess the larger question I would ask is, is there a time when you do get concerned if the storylines don't change out of practice? See, for me, it is late, late fall camp, if okay. not even after the first game or two. Okay, you're willing to give it all the way into game action. Yeah, I think you got to, well, I mean, because look. He, and I'm not arguing it's going to be worse than last sure. year. You had horrible quarterback play. It's going to be better than last year. Well, here's the numbers from the quarterback play you had before they had to make a change. 939 yards, 7 tutties, and 8 picks. Solid right there. DJ's numbers at a down year at Clemson were 2,500 yards, 22 tutties, and 7 picks. If you just give me the bare minimum of that, they are in a position to win 10 again and maybe go a step further this year because we know they have the talent to do so and the coaching. 
I, I just I, I'm I think it's it's easier to be freshman, you know, fresh on campus. You're running with the third string unit. Hey, sling it. What was he probably told Aiden Childs when he stepped on campus? Hey, Aiden, you're our future. You're our dude. We got DJ coming in. We can win big now. You'll get a year of learning under your belt. You get to watch it. You'll be on the sidelines. Hell, you'll be our backup quarterback in most instances, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to redshirt him and then we go go Branson. But you got four games even then you can play him and exactly. still redshirt him. Exactly. And so I think he comes in, and what does he do? Well, this is like there's a clip, the clip I put out. His coach is right next to him. Throw it. Let it loose. And it's, okay, I'm going to throw a 60-yard Woo! pass. It's you love to see it. You love to see the energy, the excitement, the ability. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, Angie comes on, and you know she's just sharing what we have so far. And what we have so far is DJ might be a little off. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, chemistry is not going to happen right away. Understanding every nuanced element of the playbook isn't going to happen every single practice right away. Those are things that he's going to learn through. And the size you can't argue with. If he's six four, two forty five, which is ten pounds bigger than they list him on ESPN. Uh, there's your Jack Coletto problem. Solve that. And also, use his legs. He's an athlete. Like, I don't just need him to go out and throw for 2,500 yards and 22 touchdowns. I want to use the athleticism and the size. You mentioned a week or two ago, two weeks ago, what would you mention about Bo Nix? Yeah, he wants to put on muscle in the offseason. He wants to add 20 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever it is, of muscle, so he can run more. So, I, there, there's a multifaceted way that they're going to use DJ, and they're going to limit it to just his arm. I have zero concern right now about what it looks like in some practices. Yeah, I, just on that, a couple of listeners texted in. Somebody said, no, not worried. Second day of spring practice. Not saying you should be. I think the larger question is, like, does there come a time? And you said give him all, all the way until fall camp and into a game. Uh, one of our people said, I'm not worried about DJ, at least not yet. He's learning the new system, new teammates. Saw a comment from Lingren saying they're working on his footwork. If he's struggling in fall camp, then I'll be a little worried. Uh, but still think a shaky DJ is better than... Ben Golbranson at his best. And that is yeah. the that is the best thing at least Oregon State's got going for him is that even if you don't like even if DJ doesn't pop and have one of these Bo Nicks, Michael Penix kind of seasons like we saw last year, totally out of nowhere from both of those guys, no matter what he brings, he's gonna be better than what you had to offer the last two years. Golbranson gave you fourteen hundred yards, nine tutties, five picks. So yeah, that was, he gave you better production than Nolan, but sure, he was limited in yeah. what he could do. And so no matter what you get, there's gonna be an upgrade at the quarterback position. I think for I think the excitement level for you know the the pie in the sky Oregon State fan of like what is a dream season you're going to need a really good year out of DJ and you're going to need him to kind of find that formula that he had in high school and in year one at Clemson because remember when he came in for Trevor Lawrence remember Lawrence that was that COVID year Lawrence missed a couple of games and DJ was dominant like he looked like maybe even a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence that year and then he had a really tough sophomore year and was fine last year uh, but didn't quite live up to the potential but it's just exciting man I can't wait to watch their spring game and I'm not going to judge you know his entire offseason or what he's going to be next year based off of a meaningless game that he can't get hit but getting to see him just how he's operating in the offense mm-hmm. who he's who he's you know creating those relationships with a wide receiver or a tight end i i can't wait to see him in an Oregon State uniform for the first time and the other side like they added some guys in their offensive line they brought in Grant Stack from Nevada so their offensive line i think is is going to be okay and i still think they got one of the best offensive line coaches in the country it's the other side too like i, I really like uh, you know, I really like what they're doing defensively. I like the attitude that they've brought. Uh, but you know, how do you replace guys that gave you so much and that were so valuable to the back end of your defense? And what's your pass rush look like? Like those are things that I'm, I'm largely more interested in. I'm just not worried about anything on offense, even if the report is, 
he's missing some guys or he's not, you know, have the best chemistry uh, DJ does. I'm not worried about that. I There's an element of trust with uh, Smith and Lindgren for me that they're going to make the right decision and they'll call the right plays. It's not to say I don't trust the defense. Um, it's it's more just to say it's tough to replace certain key elements on defense, and they're obviously grasping to find that right now. And yeah. it's just a matter of being able to do that before the season gets underway where you're not you, – if they take a slight step back defensively, I won't be shocked. Sure. But you're just doing everything you can to shore up what that gap is between maybe a step back and what you were last year. Well, and the other thing, too, if you take a step back defensively, how big of a step forward are you taking offensively? Well, that's, and can it yeah. make up for it, right? right. Where you're not the right. top two or three defense in the conference, maybe you're five or six, but you're not a bottom-tier passing offense anymore. Maybe you're top-tier. So yeah. you can make up for it in other ways. That's the exciting thing. But uh, DJ's in an Oregon State uniform. It's fun to see the pictures and the videos of him at practice. There's spring games around the corner. If you miss it, we just talked with Angie Machado about what she's seeing so far. And Aiden Child's undoubtedly stealing the headlines so far. And that's got to have Beaver fans excited for the future. Future, undoubtedly. Uh, lots to get to in the final hour of the show. A couple other NFL trades we haven't talked about yet. Jalen Ramsey got dealt this weekend. We got some Snoop Dogg tickets to give away. A team says no thank you. Scotty Scheffler's dominant. It's going to be loaded. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fan. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. 
Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO.